Namskal and the Rabbit Namskal in Sanskrit was named Basuraka. In a part of a forest was a lion drunk with pride and his name was Namskal. He slaughtered the animals without ceasing. If he saw an animal, he could not spare him. So all the natives of the forest, deer, boars, buffaloes, wild oxen, rabbits and others came together and with a woe-begone countenances, bowed heads and knees clinging to the ground, they undertook to besiege obsequiously the king of the beasts. Have done, O king, with this merciless, meaningless slaughter of all creatures. It is hostile to happiness in the other world, for the scripture says, a thousand future lives will pass in wretchedness, for since a fool commits his present life to bless. Again, what wisdom in a deed that brings dishonor fell, that causes loss of trust, that paves the way to hell. And yet again, the ungrateful body, frail and rank with filth within, in such that only fools for its sake sink in sin. Consider these facts and cease, we pray, to slaughter our generations. For if Master will remain at home, we will, of our own motion, send him each day for his daily food, one animal of the forest. In this way, neither the royal sustenance nor our families will be cut short. In this way, let the king's duty be performed. For the proverb says, The king who tastes his kingdom alike elixir bit by bit, who does not overtax its life will fully relish it. The king who madly butchers men, their lives as little reckoned, as lives of goat and one square meal, but never has a second. A king desiring profit guards his world from evil chance, with gifts and honors waters it as florists water plants. Guard subjects like a cow, nor ask for milk each passing hour. A vine must first be sprinkled, then it ripens fruit and flower. The monarch lamb from subjects draws tax oil to keep it bright. Has any ever noticed kings that shone by inner light? A seedling is a tender thing, and yet, if not neglected, it comes in time to bearing fruit so subjects well protected. Their subjects form the only source from which accrue to kings, their gold, grain, gems and varied drinks and many other things. The king who serve the common wheel luxuriantly sprout, the common loss is kingly loss without a shade of doubt. After listening to this address, Namskal said, Well, gentlemen, you are quite convincing. But if an animal does not come to me every day as I sit here, I promise you, I will eat you all. To this they assented with much relief and fearlessly roamed the wood. Each day at noon one of them appeared as his dinner, each species taking its turn and providing an individual grown old or religious or grief-smitten or fearful of the loss of son or wife. One day a rabbit's turn came, it being rabbit day, 
and when all the thronging animals had given him directions, he reflected, How is it possible to kill this lion? Curse him! Yet after all, in what can wisdom not prevail? In what can resolution fail? What cannot flattery subdue? What cannot enterprise put through? I can kill even a lion. So he went very slowly, planning to arrive tardily and meditating with troubled spirit on a means of a killing him. Late in the day, he came into presence of a lion whose throat was pinched by hunger in consequence of the delay and who angrily thought as he licked his chops, Aha! I must kill all animals the first thing in the morning. While he was thinking, the rabbit slowly drew near, bowed low and stood before him. But when the lion saw that he was tardy and too small, at that for a meal his soul flamed with wrath, and he taunted the rabbit saying, You reprobate! First you are too small for a meal, second you are tardy. Because of this wickedness I am going to kill you and tomorrow morning I shall extirpate every species of animal. The rabbit bowed low and said with deference, Master, the wickedness is not mine nor the other animals. Pray hear the cause of it. And the lion answered, Well, tell it quick before you are between my fangs. Master, said the rabbit, All the animals recognized today that rabbit's turn had come, and because I was quite small, they dispatched me with five other rabbits. But in the mid-journey there issued from a great hole in the ground a lion who said, Where are you bound? Pray to your favorite god. Then I said, we are traveling as a dinner of lion numbskull, our master, according to the agreement. Is that so? said he. This forest belongs to me, so all the animals, without exception, must deal with me, according to the agreement. This numbskull is a sneak thief. Call him out and bring him here at once. Then whichever of us proves stronger shall be king and shall eat all these animals. At his command, master, I have come to you. This is the cause of my tardiness. For the rest, my master is the sole judge. After listening to this, Namskal said, Well, well, my good fellow, show me the sneak thief of a lion and be quick about it. I cannot find peace of mind until I have vented on him my anger against the animals. He should have remembered the saying. Land and friends and gold at most have been won when battles cease. If but one of these should fail, do not think of breaking peace. Where no great reward is won, when defeat is nearly sure, never stir a quarrel, but find it wiser to endure. Quite so, master, said the rabbit. Warriors fight for their country when they are insulted. But this fellow skulks in a fortress. You know he came out of fortress when he held us up, and an enemy in a fortress is hard to handle, as the saying goes. A single royal fortress adds more military force than do thousand elephants a hundred thousand horse. A single archer from a wall a hundred foes for fence, and so the military art of fortress recommends. God Indra used the wit and skill of gods in days of old. When devil gold mat plagued the world to build a fortress hold. And he decreed that any king who built a fortress sound 
should conquer foemen. This is why such fortresses abound. When he heard this, Namskul said, My good fellow, show me the thief. Even if he is hiding in a fortress, I will kill him. For the proverb says, The strongest man who fails to crush at birth, disease or foe will later be destroyed by that which he permits to grow. And again, the man who recons well his power, nor pride nor vigor lacks, may single-handed smite his foes like Rama with the axe. Very true, said the rabbit. But after all, it was a mighty lion that I saw. So the master should not set without realizing the enemy's capacity. And as the saying says, a warrior failing to compare two hosts in a mad desire for battle plunges like a moth head foremost into fire. And again, the weak who challenge mighty foes a battle to abide, like elephants with broken tusks return with drooping pride. But Namskul said, What business is it yours? So him to me, even in his fortress. Very well, said the rabbit. Follow me, master. And he led way to a well, where he said to the lion, Master, who can endure your majesty? The moment he saw you, that thief crawled clear into his hole. Come, I will show him to you. Be quick about it, my good fellow, said Numskull. So the rabbit showed him the well. And the lion, being a dreadful fool, saw his own reflection in the water and gave voice to a great roar. Then from the well issued a roar twice as loud because of the echo. This the lion heard, decided that his rival was very powerful, hurled himself down and met his death. Thereupon the rabbit cheerfully carried the glad news to all the animals, received their compliments and lived there contentedly in the forest. And that is why I say intelligence is power and rest of it. But said Cheek, that is like palm fruit falling on crow's head, a quite exceptional case. Even if rabbit was successful, still a man of feeble power should not deal fraudulently with the great and victors retorted. Feeble or strong, one must make up his mind to vigorous action. You know the proverb, unceasing effort brings success. Fate, fate is all, let dastards wail. Smite fate and prove yourself a man. What fault if bold endeavor fail? Furthermore, the very gods befriend those who ever strive. And the story goes, the gods befriend a man who climbs determination's height. So Vishnu, discus, bird sustain the weaver in the fight. And further, not even Brahma sees the end of a well-devised deceit. The weaver taking Vishnu's form embraced the prince's suite. How was that? asked Cheek. Are undertaking successful even though deceit resolutely and well-devised? And Victor told the story of the weaver who loved a princess.